Welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of Kids Views. I'm here today with Amy Osdan of Amy Ever After. Hi. Hello. And Andrea Smith, our technology guru extraordinaire. Hello. We are practicing the ultimate social distancing. We are miles and miles and miles apart physically, but here today together recording. So the magic of technology, more appreciative than ever. Um, today on the show, we have on Letitia Barr, the founder of Tech Savvy Mama and teacher and parent of two teens. She's going to be joining us today to talk about how to sort of manage your kids' time, manage your own time when you're suddenly homeschooling, in a sense, or maybe you are outright homeschooling, depending on your school district, plus you're probably working at home. Maybe you have a spouse at home working for the first time. We're going to talk how, about how to juggle all that, stay sane. Um, and still have your kids learn and yourself be productive. That's a lot. We're asking Letitia a lot today, I think. But, um, but we will be right back with Letitia and all of her great ideas for how to stay sane and be productive during this time. We'll be right back. We are back with our guest, Letitia Barr, founder of Tech Savvy Mama and middle school computer science teacher and mom of two teens. <laughs> I feel like the, the street cred is building now on you, right? Letitia. I, I know, thanks. <laughs> yes, she's not just gonna talk to us, she's living it. Um, so Letitia's here, we are gonna have this conversation about um, how to organize yourself at home, how to teach your kid at home, how to maintain your sanity. I don't know. What else can we throw in there, Letitia? Like um, resources. I, I think that pretty much covers it. We're just going to have a conversation for the next, I don't know how many minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for being here. Honestly, we thought, um, you know, to ourselves, like who could we bring in that would be a sane voice, um, but also not overwhelm our guests. I think there's a lot of stuff going around right now from people who are either professional teachers or they've been homeschoolers forever like here's our schedule and it's all color-coded and it starts at 7 a.m and literally every minute is accounted for and people are like oh my god is that what I'm expected to do no <laughs> and, I, I, and I'm laughing because I, I've seen those two and when the minute those started to come out my first thought was like that's great but as parents, you really have to know what works well for your kids. <laughs> so that's that's piece of advice number one. I mean, those color-coded schedules, they may be great for some families, but I think in an age where we're spending so much time online, there's this natural urge to compare ourselves. So feeling like you have to do what everybody else is doing just because they post it is not where we need to be right now. It's not healthy. It's not sane. And honestly, it might not be how your child learns or wants to work. And, you know, like we were saying before we started recording, like this is literally a marathon. It is not a sprint. So as a mom of two teens and as a teacher and a parent, I'm really realistic about what I expect my kids to do. You know, my son came home on Friday was our last day of school in the DC area. And he said, Mom, I have assignments that my teachers assigned. Those things are more important than the, than the online learning that our district is doing. He said, I have to get those done first. So sure enough, Monday, he was working on an English essay. Tuesday, he had a world studies essay. Today, he has some math that he knows he needs to do. But in his head, he has prioritized things. And I think that that's a really good life skill. And so by all means, I've not set him on his schedule. He knows what he needs to do. And that works well for him. And same thing with my daughter. So, you know, it's great if having a schedule 
works for your family. And some families really, really need that. But in our family, I'm happy if my kids do one piece of academics a day, they get outside and then they're doing something else, whether it's helping the family, doing something for their scouts, you know, just something else. And, you know, screen time, there's, there's screen time, productive and passive screen time going on in our house for sure. So <laughs> do all the screen time rules go out the window here? I mean, everything is screen time during this period, isn't it? Sure. And I think as parents, one thing that one thing that I really recommend is that you revisit screen time rules. I mean, our kids need screens now more than ever to complete the work that some districts are assigning online, but also from a social standpoint. Our kids are social distancing. We're social distancing. We know that we're getting our information from screens, and they need that social interaction from screens because they're not supposed to be seeing their friends right now. So the way kids are interacting through screens, you know, maybe they're making TikTok videos. Maybe they're DMing each other on Instagram. Maybe they're going and having those crazy text conversations with like 35 people and that they know. And maybe they're using platforms like Discord and video games to play games with their friends and chat. You know, those are all, I think, really productive ways to use screens for our kids that allow them to be social in a safe way. Can I tell you what my daughters did? Because you're going to laugh so hard, Leticia, (laughs) because you and I were at Club Penguin headquarters together many years ago. Yes. So a couple of college, right? A couple of college students, um, I guess, stole the code before Club Penguin was taken down. They copied all the code. So they have have a bootleg 2008 version of Club Penguin that they have put back online. And my daughters and all of their friends have signed back into 2008. They're all regressing so hard. Like, it's, <laughs> it's so sad to see. But they are having the best time. They are all in Club Penguin together. They are 17 and 18 years old. And this is what they spent all day yesterday doing. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to need you to send me that link like stat because Club Penguin was such a great platform because it was a way that our kids learned how to be safe online. And it was very, very social. So hey, you know, I don't want anybody to steal code. But this is something that's been done for the benefit of humanity at this point. And this is our kids. Like if you have teenagers now and they played Club Penguin, yeah, they're regressing because it's a part of their childhood that has such yeah. fond memories. So way to go. <laughs> You're right. It's their it's their online security blanket at this well, point. It and also we're talking about how you know, the possibility of holding online graduation. I saw that, you know, in Japan yeah. somebody held a Minecraft graduation. Maybe your twins will have Club Penguin graduation and that would be amazing. <laughs> I will show up for that and clap my little penguin hands as hard as I can. <laughs> I am so sad for them. My daughters are second semester seniors. So in some ways, it's the best time to not have to be at school because I think they're just going to waive all the graduation. Like I think every there's going to be 100% graduation rate, I think, in the city of New York this year because they're just going (laughs) to waive the graduation rate for everybody. Um, That's what I'm like waiting to happen, unfortunately. But like they're not going to have prom. They're not might not have graduation and they're not going to have their senior trips. They already know that. But like at least it doesn't count so much. Right. Um, right. The pressure, and, in a way, the pressure has been taken off, but they do yeah. miss these important social milestones that, you know, you want them to look back on with fondness. So maybe Club Penguin can help with that. Exactly. <laughs> so what do you, so what do you suggest for parents who don't have kids who are like self-motivated enough to be like, today I'm doing this and today I'm doing that. Also, like, I'd like to say my daughters woke up the first day saying that stuff too, and they haven't had any work yet because it's still, it's kind of break for them this week while the school right. system figures it out. But We all know, and I know as someone who works from home um, almost my whole career, that like 
things start out great. And then yeah. as the weeks go on, they, they, tend they to start to unravel. I mean, yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> as we get farther into this, things will start to unravel. And I think the most important thing is to be kind to yourself, be patient. And we were certainly talking about the our ability to be flexible. We have to be flexible. And I even said to my son this morning at breakfast, you know, let's think about this time in a different way. Like, yes, you're doing your academics. Yes, you have some Scout Merit badges you're working on. But what is it that you, what is a project or a skill that you've been wanting to learn? Learn that you've never had time to do because in a world where our kids have lots of extracurricular activities, all of a sudden, all of a sudden those things have stopped. So you have this extra time where there's no sports practice, there's no music, there's no, all these things that they're used to doing have disappeared. So you have this giant chunk of time and he's like, huh, I don't know. I need to think about it. I said, it could be something that inspired you on YouTube. It could be a project. He likes to build ramps for his bike. I said, maybe you want to build a new ramp. Maybe you want it to be longer. Maybe you want it to be higher. Like, let's think about that as a project. We'll get what you need as supplies and and do that. Um, So I think for parents, it's thinking outside the box, you know, going beyond all the things we're seeing online um, and thinking about your kids and working with them to figure out a way that they can use their time productively. And it's going to look different for every kid. And it's going to look different for the kids that you have in your household too. So have that conversation with them. I think that that's really important. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think if you think you have a kid who needs a schedule, you just have to make sure you do it with them. <laughs> like that's Absolutely. What, right. Because that was some of these crazy schedules where it was like being imposed on high. And like you could see how any kid would just roll your eyes and be like, you know, <laughs> no. I mean, I saw someone post a really funny thing that said, like, all these common core math kids, you're about <laughs> to learn how to carry the one. <laughs> I know. <was> like... <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw that too. And that was just fantastic. That and I saw another thing posted like, how do I kick that? You know, how do I kick this kid out of my class right Right. parents everywhere how do I get how do I get this kid transferred out of my class like sorry parents that doesn't that's not gonna happen I think the best thing that I that I saw online um, for parents who are now working from home with their kids around is to describe what their kids are doing but call them my coworker. so you know my my coworker is eating Cheerios with his toes (laughs) but Amy you bring up what I was going to ask I mean so many parents work from home now anyway so if you're someone who's working from home or maybe your office got shut down and you're just starting to work from home and you want to show your boss yeah I got this I can still carry the load but you've got two kids who either need help with their distance learning or trying to figure out a schedule or just being entertained I mean what do you do Well, just like we were talking about screen time rules and you asked the question, do screen time rules go out the window? All of these things require a conversation with your kids. What are the screen time rules now that we're home and you're required to use these platforms to be social and to complete academics, you know? And also, what is the expectation that... I need to work and there are things you need to get done. How are we going to how are we going to do this together because you have to be all in. You're a family and it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, let's figure out how we can work on this together and maybe you chunk out like maybe it's not hour by hour. Maybe it's just morning we're going to do this as a family. Like you guys are going to read, you're going to hear here's the task list that I want you to do. It can be in any order, but here's how we're spending our morning. We'll break for lunch and in the afternoon we'll come back and we'll revisit. But I think 
think staying flexible and just keeping lines of communication open about what's working and what's not working is really important. Like I told my kids, like they're up, they got breakfast. And I was like, look, I'm jumping on to, to be on this podcast. You know, you guys go ahead and get started and I'll check in with you when I'm done. <laughs> so who knows what they're doing downstairs, but you know what? All will be fine. <laughs> And so I think we just have to realize it's all it's it will have to be fine. We just have to adjust our expectations accordingly. Yeah, my kids are in high school and college. And so I'm not trying to manage their time. Interestingly, my daughter knows absolutely that she just completely fails without structure. So the very first thing she did was make herself a schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so that's that's great. They're self-motivated, but they're also around And I already work from home and my husband is now working from home. And I told the kids, I'm like, okay, your job during the day is to stay out of our way. Um, You have to clean up any messes that you make. And then from 6 to 8 p.m., you are mine. Um, And that goes for my husband, too. We had a little little meeting yesterday, and I said from 6 to 8 o'clock, you guys have to do whatever I say, whether that's helping me get dinner on the table, doing chores, whatever I need, that is my time. And you guys have to commit to that. Because having all these, like, I always kind of let my kids off the hook with most chores and things like that, as long as they were busy. Mm-hmm. You know, when they had after school stuff and homework and seeing their friends and all of that, I was happy to let them live their lives because I actually like being alone. Um, now that they're here, that all has to change. And them being here is creating a lot of extra messes for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was like, for two hours, we, we, y- you just have to like be my little, my little minions. Well, and setting those expectations and having those meetings and talking about what's working and what, what isn't working, it's so important. And we're not just going to be having those conversations once. We're going to be having them repeatedly throughout this period. So good for you for setting expectations and just laying the groundwork. I think that that's what we need to do. Lay the groundwork, have that first conversation and then go back and revisit as needed. Mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting that whether you're a stay-at-home parent or a work-at-home parent, if you're the parent that's used to being home, it is such an invasion of your space. You know, oh it's like God. if you worked in an office and, and your whole family just came to your office with you every day. Like there's there's a reason that's only one day a year, right? That you take your kid to that work. That is a very good way to say it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so I think it's interesting because the rest of the family, they don't understand. Like I had that happen yesterday. Um, my husband just put on his music. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't want to listen to your stupid music. Like, this is my space. What is happening here? I'm like, put on your headphones, dude. Like, this is now a co-working space. This is not like our home. Um, And it's funny because our office is actually in a co-working space. And, you know, it's like the same things happen that make me angry. Like people left their bowls in the sink and people, (laughs) you know, it's like that kind of thing. Like I hear you on your conference call and adjusting to those norms is really hard. And I think, you know, one of the things I realized yesterday, like people were joking about their kids, you know, kind of overhearing all these things now because they're home, but also like, Someone said to me, I bet the divorce rate goes up after this. Oh, (laughs) dear. I was like, oh, my God, it's either everyone's marriage is going to be 100 times better or 100 times worse. But I think people have to be cognizant a little bit now that your kids really are there all the time um, and have their eyes on you. And not just about like how maybe you're managing your time, like because I think if they see that you really work at home and you really work, 
um, that can be really good for kids to see like this can be done. You can learn remotely. I work remotely. Like that's what this means, right? Because your kids right. have no idea what it means to work at home. Right. Um, but I also think you have to be really careful about talking about COVID-19 in front of them, if, especially like younger, but even older kids because they're so anxious because this is the first big unknown. Um, you know, I realized the other day, like every time we see some new news come through, we shouldn't be like, oh, my God, they're shutting the city down. You know, like, yes, they're hearing that. <laughs> That's really they scary. Are. Absolutely. And they're seeing things on social media. They're getting things from their friends. So as parents, we need to be mindful about those things, just like we are about so many other things that come in as our as part of our world. But even more so that we are kind of shut in at home. So yeah. I think that's a great point. Rebecca, I want to go back to what you said about your kids seeing you working from home. I feel like this is an opportunity for like everyone I know to understand why I refuse to take their phone call at 11 o'clock in the morning (laughs) or why I don't answer a text message until after five. And I actually once said to a friend, unless this is really important, can I call you back after business hours? And she was like, what? Like, so taken aback. And I feel like now I just want to go, ha you try to get some work done while I'm calling you. So in addition to your kids seeing this, which is really good, I think it's kind of, I, I really feel like so many people are going to love this work at home thing that they're going to start asking companies to relax rules a little bit, maybe give people some leeway once a week, or, you know, really try to make this something that could work for people and help them balance a little bit of work, commute time, home life. So yeah, I think it's great for everyone to kind of see how we all try to cope while working from home. And I think it's important to set rules for yourself. You know, you don't have to answer the phone. You don't have to answer your kids' questions if you're in the middle of a conference call. Right. It's okay to set limits. (laughs) Yes. Set limits. It's okay. It's okay to say no, right? Let's all practice that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I, I think you're right, especially Letitia, that like this, we, not only is this a marathon, but it's a marathon where the finish line is unknown. It could be yes. much more than a marathon, right? It could be right. one of those horrible ultra marathons that those crazy people do. So totally. Um, I think that is also what makes this so precarious for people. You know, it's like, maybe it's two weeks, like we have a date now where schools reopen, but we're seeing schools be closed for the rest of the semester all over the country now, where they're just making that proclamation, even though we're in the middle of March. Um, So I think for parents, like you really do have to think uh, this could be the next three months and like how, how realistic is this, what we're doing right now and how do we adjust and just make sure your kids are part of that conversation. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you for being on. Good luck to you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Good luck to all of you, too. You know, I have a feeling that we'll be seeing each other online, of course, and checking in with each other that way. But I also think it's really important for parents. You know, we're we're at home with our kids in this really different situation. Make sure that you're taking care of yourselves and you're checking in on your friends, too, because we all need support from somewhere these days. And it's it's going to get you know, if it's, it's hard already, but it could get even more difficult. So just take those steps and revisit as needed. (laughs) Yes. Good advice. Thank you, Letitia. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Yes. Bye. Bye. And we will be right back with our bites of the week. We are back with our bites of the week. Amy, what do you have? All right. So, um, I have two articles, and the first one is from the Washington Post, and this is kind of geared towards the people who aren't really taking this seriously yet. Um, 
it's weird for me because I'm in this bubble of people who are taking it so seriously. So when I hear about like people who are still having parties and their kids are going to sleepovers, it's like it's so foreign to me because that's not what I'm living in my friend group. Sleepovers are crazy. Yeah, it's insane. What do you mean? My cousin posted a picture of someone who had a bat mitzvah last weekend in Chicago with several hundred people. Oh, my God. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And and like my heart breaks for the people who have to make those decisions. Like, can you imagine having that paid for and planned and to have to cancel it at the last moment? Right. But, you know, something like that, uh, that's tough. But like, you know, a hot tub party with a bunch of teenagers, Ew. that's a little easier to cancel. <laughs> so this first article, it's um, it's titled Hello from Italy. Your future is grimmer than you think. Within weeks, our old lives were gone. And we are so close to Italy's timeline, like we're only a couple of weeks behind them. So if you're wondering what is about to happen, read this and you'll get a better idea. And it is just heartbreaking and it is serious. The second article is for the people who are already taking it seriously, but maybe don't quite know what to do. And there is so much conflicting information about out there about um, you know, how to clean things and how long the coronavirus can live on things and a lot of confusion. And I'm not saying that this article is right, but this is the one that I've been following. And it's from NPR and it's titled, The New Coronavirus Can Live on Surfaces for Two to Three Days. Here's how to clean them. And it goes through everything like, you know, mail and cardboard and, and door handles and just some good practical advice for how to try to keep your own home clean. Oh, that's a good one. All right, Andrea, what do you have? Okay. So, um it's it I've been just looking to see like how we're all working now, right? What we're doing. Um I mentioned earlier I'm on a bunch of calls later today. We're conducting a lot of business online, a lot of social online. Um and a neighbor called the other day asking like So there's this bar mitzvah that's supposed to happen, speaking of bar mitzvahs being canceled, and they still want to have a virtual party. You know, how do we do that? So a lot of people are turning to online. And of course, so many people are using Zoom. And actually, Rebecca, I think you posted this article originally, but there's a a great little thing on how to look better on a Zoom call. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I called it the Barbara Uh, Walters filter, but I think the author of the article is too young to to reference that. (laughs) To completely understand that. But, you know, I mean, I'm not setting up lighting here. I don't even know if I'm going to put on makeup or anything. But if you are doing that and you want to look good and, you know, it is about the lighting, um, there's an article we can link to. You know, it's it's a it's a box called Touch Up My Appearance, I think. So it gives you like a little glow or it uh, <laughs> <laughs> it enhances the way you look. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is. Um, you know, we're all in these community Facebook groups, Facebook parenting groups. And one thing that I saw somebody start in my uh, group was when stores were getting low on things and then restocking, someone actually started a shared Google Doc. I can't tell you how many hundreds of people are on this and every day it gets updated. So when you go to a local store, you put in the time, the name of the store, what's in stock and what's out of stock. Oh, that's awesome. And it has been a lifesaver for people oh, wow. because, I mean, toilet paper is never in stock, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
it's been a lifesaver for people who need fresh vegetables or milk and eggs, you know, or someone else will say, hey, they've restocked all the cleaning supplies in this store. So I think the more you can group together and use technology as a way to kind of um, stay connected, like Zoom and, and video conferencing and shared documents where you can share information and really help people. Maybe even sign up like to help your neighbors who can't get out and say, if somebody needs something, I can pick it up. So I think we can use technology in a really positive way here. Yeah, that's great. Um, my bite is also using technology in a positive way. It's from NPR, our second NPR shout out today. Um, <laughs> it's a list of live virtual concerts to watch. So oh. all of these symphonies around the world, um, opera houses, and then a lot of small indie bands, you know, people who can sort of, it's, they're social distancing, um, but they're getting together. And sometimes they're all in different places and it's a virtual concert that you can turn into, but sometimes they're actually physically together and they're just streaming it. Um, and the Mets uh, operas obviously were pre-recorded. A lot of this is also pre-recorded, but they're streaming every night. So the Vienna Symphony Orchestra, the Met, um, it's just a great compilation and they're updating it continually. So at night, and especially if you are home with kids too, like maybe they wouldn't, maybe they've never been to an opera or the symphony. Like this is a great opportunity to just, maybe it's a half hour thing they do. Um, but it's a really, really great list, and I love that they're updating it all the time. So I highly yeah, recommend it's great. that. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you know, it's why not? Why not bring some nice music into your home and add cultural studies to your homeschooling menu? Um, so we will put a link to that. So that is our show for today. Thank you for listening. As always, you can find everything we talked about on parentingbites.com. Please go to facebook.com slash parentingbites with your thoughts. Let us know how you are surviving through this coronavirus. Hopefully you are healthy um, and following the rules, but let us know how you are juggling work and family and everyone being in one space, which probably suddenly feels a lot smaller than it used to. And um, then please rate, review, subscribe, and share wherever you are listening to us right now. Until next week, stay healthy and happy parenting. Happy parenting. Bye. Hey, this is our Parenting Bites disclaimer. Everything we talk about on the show is our own opinion. Any products we recommend, it's our own personal recommendation for entertainment purposes only. If you buy something through our affiliate links or you just happen to buy or see or read or watch something that we've recommended, it's at your own risk.